BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ramble. Hey guys, welcome back to Pretty Basic. Remy here in studio having a wonderful day. We did indeed just celebrate our three-year anniversary of this podcast, which is absolutely insane. Like my mind is blown. Alicia, how do you feel about three years on the podcast? Me too, girly. <laughs> All right, if you guys are watching video, you can see obviously very clearly that there is an empty couch next to me. If you're listening via audio, hi, go check out the YouTube channel, Pretty Basic Podcast. You can see me alone in studio right now. Our dear, dear, dear Alicia Marie is indeed not feeling super well today. She's just coming out of, you know, being a little sick and we are hoping, praying, loving her right now. Hope she's doing well. I delivered some fresh homemade chicken noodle soup along with an apple pie, along with homemade focaccia yesterday. And she woke up this morning and told me that she is feeling way better and it was because of the pie. So check out the pie recipe on Cooking with Remy. It is a healing pie apparently, but just to be safe and to let her fully recover, she is not here today. And I have to admit, I am very, very, very nervous to be here alone. I have done, I believe one solo episode in the past three years. I feel like I'm looking right at the camera, looking at you guys. I feel like we are connected. I just need extra support today, please. If you are watching the video and you comment down below, please give me some love. I'm really trying hard right now. Uh, I remember the solo episode that I did once do was a Q&A. Q&As are easy when you're by yourself because it almost doesn't feel like you're by yourself. You're talking to other people. They're asking you questions. But today I wanted to... I don't know, treat this like it's my my therapy, like you guys are my journal and do less of a Q&A with you. I remember the first time I did a solo episode, first and only time, I was profusely sweating. I remember I was literally slipping and sliding out of my velvet chair because I was so nervous. Today, the sweats have not come yet. We'll see how far this goes. But I just wanted to say hello. Please show me some love because this is a very nerve wracking experience. Oh, so this is my first solo episode, obviously, in the studio. And uh, just want to say thank you so much for watching and listening if you still are listening currently. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day. I myself today had quite a humbling experience. And I did call Alicia and tell her and told her how incredibly embarrassed I was. And she told me that 
that I must tell the podcast, even though this is truly excruciatingly embarrassing for me to share. So for the past like week or so, I was, I've been, dri- I've been driving on the freeway or driving wherever I'm going, going pretty damn fast. And there was like a piece of paper on the back windshield of my car, like flopping around. And I kept thinking, oh, I need to go look at that. I need to go look at that. But then me with my absolute short term memory loss, I would park and completely forget I would get back in the car, start driving on the freeway, see it waving and be like, oh shoot, I got to look at that. Finally, I park my car. I see the note. I'm like, okay, Remy, remember, Remy, remember. I get out, physically grab it so that I didn't forget, sit in my car and I think, oh my God, some guy left me his number. This is so, this is going to be so, like, I'm so flattered. This is so sweet, but this is going to be so hard when I have to tell him that I have a boyfriend. I have to let him down. He totally thought I was so cute and wanted to like go out on a date, you know, making it this big thing in my head. I was like, so flattered. Like, oh my God, this is so nice. I will read you the note. The note says as follows, dear neighbor, could you please not park into the sidewalk passage? Our walker dependent neighbors are having trouble using the sidewalk. Thank you. I then hysterically sobbed because I thought of the poor neighbors that couldn't, and like my street only has one sidewalk. Like, you know, sometimes sidewalks are on both, most of the time, sidewalks are on both sides of the street. For some weird reason, my street only has sidewalks on one side and it happens to be on the side where my house is. Now, trust me, please don't make me feel worse than I already do. I hysterically sobbed, I called Cal. And the reason why I've been parking further back out onto my driveway is because there's like something wrong with my house and I'm waiting for someone to come fix it because it was like dripping liquid and it was ruining the sidewalk and ruining my car. So that's why I was parking like a little bit onto the sidewalk, not fully, please no. Well, I just, just a smidge. I started sobbing and I immediately got home and now I'm parking essentially horizontally on my sidewalk to never inconvenience these wonderful people ever again. Um, But yeah, no one asked me for my number. It was a very humbling experience and I am so truly embarrassed and I feel so awful. I promise you, if if I was ever parking on the sidewalk, it was like just a little smidge back. I promise, please don't come for me, please. I really try not to, but also my driveway is very small and like at a weird angle, just so you know. So like my car doesn't necessarily fit unless I'm like kissing the drive or the, the garage door. So that was my embarrassing story of the day. What humbling experience have you guys had? Please let me know to make me feel better down below. All right, so I was trying to figure out what I should talk about today. And as I was thinking, I kind of actually went about my morning this morning with a different routine. And let me just tell you, I am now adapting this routine into my life every day for the rest of my life. I woke up this morning and I feel like I've always been the person, Alicia can attest to this. Anytime we travel or anytime we go anywhere, the second that I'm up, I snooze, 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 snooze until the absolute last millisecond that I have to be just on time. So I snooze, snooze, snooze. I finally wake up. And then once I wake up though, I've snoozed so many times, I'm like, boom. And I hit the ground running. I'm like, good morning. And I'm playing music. I blast music as soon as I wake up. And then I'm just go, 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 go. And honestly, by like 9am, I'm exhausted already because I feel like I just wake up and go, go, go. This morning I woke up at 7.30, which was even naturally, even before my alarm clock. And I woke up and I like scrolled through my podcast. I refreshed to see what new podcast episodes come out from all my favorite shows and nothing had been new. I went to go almost play some music and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to like be alone with my thoughts this morning. I'm just going to take it nice and slow. 
and I didn't play any music. I put my phone away, which I know I always say that you should do this, but as we all know, it's much easier said than done. So I put my phone away. I've been making my bed every morning and opening up my blinds every morning, which I know is just such a small thing. But if you do not do that and make that your ritual in the morning, seriously, try it. You feel like you've got your life together when you make your bed every morning. Try it for a week and I promise you, you will feel so much more productive. So Cal and I have this rule that whoever wakes up last has to make the bed and every morning in our relationship since we started dating, it has been me. So I wake up, I make the bed, I open up the blackout curtains so that it's like nice and bright and light in the room. And then I went downstairs. I had my phone with me just in case, God forbid. I always have this irrational fear that I'm gonna be canceled. So in case someone calls me and says, girl, you're getting canceled today. Or if, you know, my mom calls me or something, something's happening in the world. So I'm just carrying my phone around with me, but I, you know, I'm not checking it. I go, I make my coffee. I feed the dogs. I sat outside and enjoyed my coffee. I started cleaning the kitchen and I was off my phone for the first like hour and a half or so of the morning. And I, first of all, this has been the longest day of my life. It, I, I Somehow I thought it was like 2 PM. It was still only 10 o'clock in the morning, but I loved that I savored every single minute. And I feel like I have been truly excited to like get places today. I feel like I've been excited to work. I feel like I have way more energy than I normally do. And overall, I'm just very happy with this experience. And I will continue to do this for the next week. I'm going to really try to do this like every day of my life, but I will check in with you guys again next week with how things went. And I really think that we should all try and do this. Let's actively try and be off of our phones more. Even last night I got into bed and I know this is not necessarily good because I usually check my bed and I'm on TikTok for like six hours before I sleep. But instead of being on TikTok, I put my little fireplace on in my room and I watched two YouTube videos, which I know it's still obviously watching something or like TV or anything like that. But to me, I feel like it was just better than being on my phone where it's so close to my eyes and like keeping me up at night. And like TikTok is also a slippery slope because you're like two more, three more four more and you're like three hours in. So I watched two YouTube videos. I watched the new Emma Chamberlain video and then I watched a Buzzfeed video and then I went to bed and I had the most miraculous night of sleep. So overall, I'm feeling really good and I feel like that kind of trickles into how I've been feeling lately and just taking better care of myself lately. So the idea of being there for myself and having that morning to myself. Even today, I worked on just eating more whole foods. It is very apparent. We all know I get the comments that I have gained some weight. And that's another thing we can talk about. We'll talk about that later, but I'm totally fine with it. And it's just something that I'm trying to, you know, slowly, slowly, slowly work at. Pretty basic. Very much recently, I have been dealing with some personal issues with I'm catching myself and I've done this before in the past of putting other people before me which is really hard for me it's hard for me to understand it's hard for me actually to understand why that is a bad thing because I feel like we're so taught to obviously put other people first but also in order for you to thrive as a human being and also be able to be there for other people and be able to put the other people first, you need to put yourself first. And it's this really confusing situation that I'm still trying to understand. And to be fully frank, I do not think I will ever understand. If you guys do not know, I am an Enneagram 2, which 
in quotations. I learned all of this from Alicia. She just all day long, blah, blah, blah. Enneagram, Enneagram. Uh, the Enneagram 2 is quote unquote the helper. And when I learned this, I feel like my whole life started to make sense to me. <laughs> this is the definition of an Enneagram too. And you guys should really, I highly encourage you as much as I make fun of Alicia for it. It is very, very, very interesting. And it's really cool to me how there's nine types of Enneagrams. Everybody actually really does to some capacity fit into one of those nine, which is just insane because there's billions of people in this world, but truly out of everybody that I know, everyone really does fit into one of these, some more than others, but it's just really interesting. So Enneagram twos are empathetic, sincere, and warm-hearted. They are friendly, generous, and self-sacrificing, but they can also be sentimental, flattering, and people-pleasing. Okay, if you heard what I just said, and you yourself know that you are an Enneagram two, you've taken the test, you know that, or if you don't know what your Enneagram is and you just heard me say that and you're like, damn, that's me. Or if you just, you know, maybe you're not an Enneagram two, but maybe you are a people pleaser or maybe you belittle your own problems because you don't think that they're worth it and you don't wanna bother people with them and you wanna be there for other people more than you wanna be there for yourself and you have problems. Man, I've got a lot of problems, I'm thinking as I'm saying all this. If you just have a lot of trouble with prioritizing yourself, I feel like I've worked through this. I still have a ways to go, but I do have some tips I think that could maybe help you today. Kind of how I got to this point in my self-awareness journey, figuring out how I am the way that I am, why I do the things that I do. I think it's really interesting that we all have these different innate behaviors in relationships and friendships and with our family and with ourselves. And I think it's really important to kind of tune into you know, how you react to certain situations. I personally react to situations different than Alicia does or different than Cal does or different than Ollie does. I think a really good thing is to know how you yourself are reacting to certain situations in the way that you do. And also to be a good friend to others, knowing how they react to certain situations. I personally have gotten to this mindset and this understanding with myself because of past relationships and past friendship breakups and things like that. I've definitely been through my fair share of friendship breakups online again, because I've been doing this for almost half my life now, which is crazy. And it's definitely hard. It's not something that anybody wants to go through and especially not something anyone wants to go through online because that makes it so much worse, especially with an audience watching and coming up with these like crazy narratives. I actually found it very interesting when we did the Mia and Alicia episode Obviously, Mia knows what happened and Alicia knows what happened. And they're kind of the only two people that will ever truly, truly know from firsthand experience what happened. None of us will truly ever know what they went through except for them two. And it really hurt my heart because, sorry, so fucking annoying. To see people kind of, you know, still having these, these narratives as to what they think happened and thinking that one person's still mad or one person's holding on to the other relationship still. And obviously I'm here in person and I was here in the room and I'm also still best friends with both of them in real life. And I know there's no drama. So watching how they dealt with their friendship breakup and what it's flourished into now was honestly really inspiring for me. And I've taken a lot of notes on how they handled things because I definitely have some regrets in my past of how I handled friendship breakups. I don't necessarily regret the friendship breakups because I think that they were 
the best for me at that time. And I get asked a lot, why are you not friends with this person anymore? What's going on with this person? And I can truly tell you 99.99% of the time, there was very little drama, but I will say with a lot of the times I would just run from the situation. I have gotten a lot better at being honest with my emotions since then. I haven't had a friendship breakup in a very long time, but you know, when I was younger, I would just completely run from conflict. Like literally in college, I had a situation where I literally had a kleptomaniac in my life and I had possible ideas of who it could have been. It was never solidified for me. And I literally don't know to this day still what happened, but I did think it was someone in my life. And instead of, the thing is, I'm just not a confrontational person. And I know a lot of people can relate to me on this. But instead of me being like, you stole my stuff, bitch. I was just like, I'm going to just move out of college now. (laughs) So like, I definitely could have handled that better. And after watching Alicia and me on how they handled it, I definitely could have, you know, you don't need to come at it from an aggressive way. I could have just like, also asked, but I really trusted my gut with that one. I still never know to this day what happened, but you know, I've learned a lot throughout the past of my friendship breakups. Again, I do not regret any of my friendship breakups because I do think that all of them happened for a reason. Maybe I didn't handle the actual breakup in the best way, but I will say the reason why I stopped being friends with the majority of the people that I'm not friends with anymore, because I, at the time did not feel like I was being matched with the energy that I deserved because I do know that I'm a very good friend. And there are sometimes days where I'm, you know, when you're in the shower or you're doing the dishes, or you're just doing some mundane activity and you're like, Ooh, like I could have handled that better. or I should have said this or I should have done that. Every time I think, and those kind of feelings creep back up on me again, I instead remind myself that no, you needed to protect your energy. You needed to do that for you. And that's what you needed at the time. But I learned a lot from all those situations. And ultimately I realized how to be a better friend in those situations. And again, I made my fault. I totally, totally know that, but I'm very happy with how everything turned out. And I truly hope the best for all those people as well. And if you stole my stuff in college, please let me know. I would love to have all those gift cards back. Oh, also what I meant to say is when those ideas creep back up on me, I remind myself, no, I know in my heart, I am a good friend. I know that because I worked so truly hard at it. I always am thinking of other people honestly, to my detriment. So I know, you know, when you just have a core value and you just like, there's no fighting it. Anybody could tell me that I'm a bad friend. I'd be like, no, I know I'm a good friend because it's truly the thing that I care most about in this life. And I can guarantee that any of my friends in my life right now would say that I am a very good friend. Like I, I take so much pride in that, that I kind of let those things just roll off my back. You know what I mean? I am a true believer that in order to be a good friend to somebody else, you also need to be a good friend to yourself. As like cheesy as that sounds, it's very, very true. And as I said, sometimes I put other people, most of the time I put other people before me and it's to my detriment. Another thing that I've realized that really, really helps me to prioritize my feelings and honestly just help me out as a person is managing my expectations. And that's managing my expectations for my family, for people around me, for my friends, for Cal, everybody around me, because obviously we all have these built-in expectations for people and you want to believe the best in people, but also we have to remember that everybody's also human. So there are times where I, you know, get frustrated or recently I was having a little bit of an emo day by myself because a friend that I had kind of let me down. And instead of running away from the situation, like I feel like I would have done in the past, I actually called the person. And before I called, I literally sat by myself for like three hours, just 
thinking and talking out with myself. So it's kind of a thing that I worked out of like, okay, this is how I feel. Well, why do I feel that way? Okay, well, this is my, what they might say. Okay, well, then how are you going to answer that? Just to like make sure that we get every point across and everything is conveyed properly and I'm articulating myself well. And then finally, after three hours of talking to myself, I finally called this person. I was like, look, I just want to let you know, I felt like I wasn't being considered in this situation and I would love in the future if you know we could work on this work on that together and I just want to let you know like I think I'm just feeling this way because in this situation I would have done this but just so you know I already realized that just because I would do something a certain way doesn't mean that it's the correct way and just because you're doing a certain way doesn't mean that that's the correct way either like we're all as I said earlier I think it's interesting how we all handle situations differently and that's when I was able to really look inward with myself and also look with the other person of like, okay, well, how would you have dealt with this? Okay, cool. Now I know in the future that I shouldn't get my feelings hurt because that's just not the way that you think. And that's totally fine. And it's just all about this like open communication, which I definitely would have never been able to do in the past. So I'm able to do that. And then also that just helps me manage my expectations. Pretty basic. So in turn, by learning to manage my expectations and more so just understand what to expect from people, it's helped me with all of my relationships in general. But I will say there is a very fine line between expectations and limitations. So you also need to, of course, have your boundaries. And this is something that I struggle with where I feel like I let people walk all over me and I let people do things to me. And I this is what made me literally need to manage expectations is I go in with the thought of like, oh, well, that's just who they are. That's just how they are. That's totally fine. That's just who they are. And in turn, I keep getting my feelings hurt over and over and over again. That's on me for not going to the person and communicating, hey, when you do this, I feel like I'm not being considered. Hey, when you left me out of these plans, it really hurt my feelings. X, Y, Z, you know, whatever it may be. But if you say something and it keeps continuing on and on and on, that's when there's a problem. And if you say something to the person and they're not receptive, that's also a problem. I feel like I'm working through it and I feel like a lot of people also deal with these issues and it's really freaking hard when you are a people pleaser and you constantly just want no one to be mad at you. And having a job on the internet and constantly being a person who is worried that you are not people pleasing everybody is extremely hard for me, but I'm trying to learn. And I've also learned that you literally cannot please everybody. Again, like with this Mia and Alicia situation, like I feel like they were very vocal about everything that they felt and their situation and what they had gone through. And people were still not happy with what they said and thought that they didn't say enough. Obviously other ways that you can put yourself first and just generally take care of yourself is obviously with your physical health and with your diet and things like that. And those are things that I have struggled with very openly with you guys pretty much my entire time that I've been on the internet. As we all know, I went through a really crazy health journey a few years ago where I dropped like 60 pounds or so in like a few months. And I didn't necessarily know at the time, I thought I was being the mecca of health, you guys, during that time. I thought I was fucking killing it. I was doing three workouts a day. I was like eating like so clean and da 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 and I had all these crazy like diet culture ideas ingrained in my brain that I didn't even necessarily know were diet culture. So basically, I think I kind of had to absolutely burn myself out of that situation and overwork myself out with workouts, overwork myself out with not eating enough and not eating anything bad and just kind of like, you know what I mean, like completely burn out in that regard so that I could absolutely like 
be disgusted by the idea of working out and just absolutely hate the idea of eating healthy and all those sorts of things. Like I needed to absolutely max out on one so that I could max out on the other of like not taking care of myself for the past couple of years. And I feel like finally I hit this point where I'm like, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired of this max of one. I'm tired of the max of the other. And I just want to find balance between the two, but it is so hard to find balance. And it's really hard when you're constantly reminded every day from people and your messages and comments and things of the weight that you've gained and all these sorts of things. And it's just like, it's not fun. It doesn't bother me, but it's not fun to just hear it all the time. And I, this morning though, woke up and I, I feel like I've just been having a really good day and I keep talking about this day, but th- like days like this are what are going to help me propel in the future and like keep this kind of new lifestyle and idea up and I'm trying my best to not revert to the old mentality of like being really strict with myself now and I'm just trying to be more gentle and I feel like I kept saying that in the pandemic but it's true like today I went into the gym and I built like a gym in my house and I got a barbell recently and I got some heavy weights recently and I was putting like the big weight plates onto the rack and I initially started (laughs) with the 45 pound weights on each side which actually would have been somewhat decently easy for me or it would have been doable for me when I was at my peak fitness and health journey so I put the 45s on I tried to squat and I literally could not lift even the slightest bit up because I am just not at my my level of fitness anymore and I think it's kind of hard for me right now to like just gauge exactly where I am. I should have known, obviously, I'm not as strong as I used to be when I've taken years off. And it's almost funny that I thought that I could be. (laughs) But I took those off and I kind of had this moment where I was really beating myself up. And in in quarantine also there, you know, LA has been opening up with like some random like uh, fitness rides or like fitness classes are back open again. And every time I take one of those, it's been really discouraging for me because I get on and I used to do two soul cycle classes back to back 90 minutes without stopping, without literally like needing to take a break or anything like that. And now when I take those classes, I can't even get through one song without literally needing oxygen like an oxygen tank because I'm so out of shape now and it's definitely been something hard for me to kind of cope with but I've also realized there is like nothing's gonna get done by me feeling bad for myself I had my fun of eating junk food all the time and watching movies all the time and doing nothing and just like you know I basked in that time and I let myself have that fun until I was I hit a point where I was like I don't want to do this anymore. Like this is not fun anymore. And now I'm kind of living with those consequences. Not that that is a consequence, but I'm kind of just trying to find my new level of where I'm kind of starting over again. And I'm actually very much looking forward to starting over again. I remember when I first started my first fitness journey, being in those fitness classes or being at the gym and like you know, starting from scratch essentially, because I've never been a fit person in my entire life. And I remember that idea of like promise was so exciting for me. And I'm kind of feeling that again. So I'm just trying to get into that headspace of being gentle. And so I eventually switched over the weights today from 45 pounds to 25 pounds. And then I was able to do it and it felt so good to do it. And then I thought I was going to do it for an hour. I set out an hour of my day to do it and I was only able to go for 40 minutes and then I was dry heaving. So it's kind of just finding that new normal and being cool with finding that new normal. And then today also I 
set out and I had time today to make myself a nice breakfast and make myself a nice lunch out of like actual groceries that I picked up with like vegetables and fruits and things that were not processed. And I was trying my best to actually use whole foods, but not with the mentality that I used to where it was, you know, you could only eat so many calories, no carbs, da, 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 da. I'm trying to eat whole foods because I want to feel better, not because I want to look better. So I did that today. And as I was driving over, I actually, I had this like aha moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I actually feel so genuinely good right now. And I don't feel good because I'm losing weight or I'm going to look better. I feel good because my body is responding well to everything that I did today. Like I feel like I have so much energy and I was being in tune with how I was feeling and I was excited to come to work. I wasn't feeling lethargic or sluggish, which I still love all my junk food. I will always love junk food, but I don't love the way that it feels obviously after. And so then I started getting to this mindset of like, okay, it's kind of like, um, what is the word? I don't know. It's just like a fleeting bit of joy when you get like, I look so forward to my meals where it's like food that obviously is not good for me, but I look so forward to eating it. And then I'm having so much fun when I'm eating it because I love food so much and I love trying new things and things that make me feel comforted. But then after you feel like absolute garbage and you just go to sleep and like you just do nothing productive and like we need to have those days. We need to have those meals. But Also, there are times where I should be eating like I did today and I feel so good and I have so much energy and I, I don't know, it just inspired me to do a little bit more of like the healthier eating that I haven't been doing for a very long time and still having the ability to have those meals where it just knocks me out and puts me into a nap and it's like a food coma and I love it, but finding a balance between the two, but I truly don't think I would have found this balance how I, had I not maxed out on absolutely restricting myself and absolutely gorging myself. So we are in the middle right now and I'm excited to see where it goes. Oh my God, maybe I'm an all or nothing girl. Like Alicia, Alicia always says, I'm like, can't relate. Maybe I'm an all or nothing girly too. I feel like we all have all or nothing tendencies. And I guess this is mine. Mine is food and food is something that I'm always going to I think honestly struggle with. I would love, love, love to reach a point in my life where I have a very healthy relationship with food and I'm definitely much better than I used to be, but I'm just very food brained. It's something that I'm like obsessed with. I love, love, love learning about food. I love the cultural aspect of food. I love watching people eat. I love eating myself. Like I just, it's my favorite thing in the world. So I think it's something that I'm always going to struggle finding a healthy relationship with, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I can't have a healthy relationship with it. I think it's just something that I'm always going to have to work towards, but I'm willing to put the work in. Sometimes I think about this. I remember initially when I started losing weight during my health journey and I had a lot of people be really mean to me (laughs) and a lot of people, why am I laughing? A lot of people were like, Remy, you better keep the clothes because you're going to gain the weight back and like da, 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 da. And they were just obviously projecting their insecurities out on me. And I remember while I was losing the weight being like, never I never will like fuck these people I'm giving my clothes away now I wish I had kept some of them because I'm sure some of them would fit now but it's not a big deal it's really not a big deal and I don't understand why we make it such a big deal and sometimes I think back I think about where I'm at now and think there is a possibility I might get back down to the size that I once was there's a possibility I might not there's nothing wrong with either way but I am very excited to see what happens on my journey with this new mentality because if I do get back down to the same weight that I was or smaller or bigger whatever it is I don't think it's as big of a deal that I made it in my head I think that a lot of society and 
honestly just how I was raised and where I was raised made me think that like that's what I needed and that was like oh my god the idea of beauty and like all these sorts of things when I was so fucked up in the head you guys don't even understand how bad it was and how much I was obsessed with how I was looking and how much body dysmorphia I was dealing with and I feel like now people can see how truly happy I am with my life and where I'm at and I don't not that I don't care how I look because obviously with this job there's a certain level of caring that you kind of have to have but I don't solely rely on that to make myself feel good anymore and I don't know I'm excited to see where it is and if I do go on another health journey and I somehow maybe today is the uh, the catalyst to another health journey for me I know I'm in a much healthier mind state. I also know that I'm not going to be documenting it and posting it like I once did. I've realized now that the way that I documented it before and made it look so easy was so detrimental to my viewers and also to myself. And I think it's important to show the lows. I think that Jaclyn Hill is actually doing a series right now and showing how hard it is and how truly people do struggle with it behind the scenes. And I wish I had done that before. Honestly, now, if I were to go on another health journey, I don't think I would even document it much. I really don't think so because it was really fucking hard on my brain. So um, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. So bringing that all around back to what I was saying before about putting yourself first. By me taking care of myself today, I am so honestly happy from the inside out that I did something for myself today, whether that is working out and eating healthy or whether that is doing something that I love, doing a hobby, whatever it is, just doing something for you makes you so internally and externally happy that then you're able to take that happiness and your happy self and put it into your relationships with other people. So that's, you know, being a daughter to my mom and dad, being a girlfriend to Cal, being a friend to Ollie, Cal, Whitney, everybody TK around me that in turn, I'm able to just be a better friend, better person, better human being to this earth. And that's all that truly matters. (laughs) Isn't that true? This has been a very very long-winded episode. And I hope that something that I said resonated with somebody. I've had a lot on my mind and this is very hard to speak to a camera by myself. But I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Do not fret. I should not fret. You should not fret. Alicia will be back next week and I can shoot the shit with her again and it'll be very fun and I'm very much looking forward to it. But don't forget, we are doing video form of this podcast. You guys can check us out on youtube.com slash pretty basic podcast. And actually... Very soon, we're having a very fun swap coming up again soon. I don't know if I should tease it now, but just know it's your favorite couple on the internet. We love them so much. They've been on the show before, and I'm very much looking forward to it. And keep listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I will catch you next week. Love you. Thank you for listening again. From the bottom of my heart, protect your energy. Goodbye. (laughs)